Hey everyone, welcome back to the Vendo Podcast. Today we're joined with Jason Weilenman to talk about Amazon sponsored display ads. Jason, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey guys, yeah, thanks, Celia. Um, I'm Jason. I run a lot of the different uh, Amazon advertising strategies here at Vendo for both on platform and off. And today we're going to talk about sponsored display ads, uh, give you everything that you need to know, and some about the and some of the new uh, brand offerings that Amazon's rolled out in the last couple months. Cool. Um, and then, so can you tell me a little bit about like, what are Amazon sponsored display ads and are they worth it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for any brand that's ever wondered if there was a way to retarget specifically on Amazon and to re-engage visitors who have either made it to your PDP listing and or your brand store, uh, sponsor display is that exact way for us to be able to create those additional digital touch points to either uh, work on our customer retention for past purchasers or to kind of funnel the uh, customers through that journey uh, by increasing the touch points and visibility on our products uh, for products that they've either interacted with in the past and or similar products that they have seen um, you know, previously. Cool, great. Um, so what, what would you say are the major differences between sponsored display ads versus sponsored brands or products? Sure, um, can you see my screen? Yes, I can. Awesome. So I, there's, I pulled a couple of infographics that I thought might be relevant for uh, the audience to be able to see and, and learn from. Uh, but the major difference between sponsored display ads uh, versus the other ad formats on Amazon is that sponsored display actually is our ability uh, to leverage audiences and in their shopping behaviors versus sponsored brand and sponsored product campaigns, which leverage keywords um, in the campaign. So this is really valuable for us because, again, it allows us to start remarketing and leverage more of a full funnel strategy on Amazon, uh, where we're able to reach relevant audiences on and off Amazon. Mm -hmm. And not only are the ads going to be dis displayed across different Amazon pages, but they're also going to be uh, visible to customers on other third-party websites and apps that are associated with Amazon. Uh, so there's a couple different ways that we can build out some of these sponsor display campaigns, uh, which are shown above product targeting. So we can show up either on our own ASINs and show uh, different secondary and or tertiary ASINs, uh, which is really valuable in terms of cross promotion and upselling, mm -hmm. as well as then leveraging, uh, you know, giving some of the, the lower volume ASINs higher visibility um, on our own brand's products. That's also going to prevent other competitors from showing up on our PDP pages so we can eliminate brand erosion. Uh, similarly, we can target competitors ASIN. So if we are very closely related to a competitor, mm -hmm. we can have our ad show up, for example, on their PDP page in very high value placements. There's 10 specifically. Um, but what's great is if our product is competitively priced and or running a coupon or has a better review rating, um, we can take up very high value real estate on our competitor's products where they've actually done a lot of the, you know, the customer journey building up to this point. And we can steal some very low funnel sales in that aspect. Um, you can see that the ads typically then show up right below where that purchasing option would be. So from uh, a visibility standpoint, really strong in terms of performance there. Uh, and then I know I've been there. I know that I've been checking out and I see an ad and it's, you know, if the ad does look better than the product that I'm actually going to get, I'm clicking on the ad and then I will be in that world. Absolutely. And, and it's an easy way for us to steal low funnel customers who are still browsing uh, in, in that consideration phase, but they're looking for 
you know, a closely related product. So if, for example, you're competitively priced and you have that review rating that's going to perform really well, um, great in terms of added visibility, uh, you know, versus sometimes having to go and pay for much more expensive clicks, leveraging either the top of the page placements and or the headline search ad and video placement. So uh, really valuable product targeting uh, there, especially if you see, for example, that your ads convert well across sponsored product ASIN targeting campaigns. It's very important to replicate that over and transfer that strategy over to the sponsored display. Nice, got it. So in that regard, would you say that you'd prefer sponsored display ads or Amazon DSP? But can you also tell us a little bit about what Amazon DSP is? Yeah, so they're very similar in nature. Um, basically, um, what we've seen is that Amazon DSP is a solution tailored towards larger businesses mm-hmm. uh, so that are, they're willing to invest larger budgets to create large scale and then multi-channel campaigns. What sponsored display allows us to do is a very similar strategy, but it's best suited for advertisers and brands who are looking for a smaller investment uh, that's gonna be a self-service that there's no minimum ad spend requirement. So any initial investment that the brand is willing to, to put towards these campaigns they can start small, monitor performance, and then scale from there. Uh, whereas DSP, typically, it's going to be a very similar campaign build out and structure, uh, but it, there's a higher barrier to entry for a lot of brands. So sponsored display, in a sense, then opens the doors towards that visibility and audience targeting uh, without the huge upfront cost and or barriers to entry that might have prevented small brands from being able to, to leverage these placements previously. Got it. So for example, so if I'm a brand, why should I be using sponsored display ads? Yeah, so in terms of building out a full funnel experience on Amazon, what we're looking to do then is not only then drive traffic to our listing, but we wanna eventually start to work towards obviously driving conversion and then repeat customer rate long-term. That's gonna obviously then lower our customer acquisition costs long-term, build out our brand loyalty and retention. And we're able to do that very targeted and specifically leveraging display. Uh, So if we look at some of our audience targeting abilities, uh, you can target based off of views remarketing. So for customers who have reached PDP pages, uh, but didn't convert initially, we can then show ads to them based off different look back windows and work to then have them convert for the first time. And Amazon provides really nice new to brand metrics in that aspect. Uh, So we're able to see what that investment looks like to bring customers into the brand for the first time and what percentage of sales, um, you know, is growing new customers versus repeat customers. And then similarly, we're also then able to increase our long-term retention and loyalty by showing purchase remarketing ads uh, to customers who have then purchased that specific product. We can set different look back windows. So if you have a consumable uh, we can stay top of mind and work to continue to enhance that experience by by creating those additional touch points. I know I have definitely been there where I'm, again, I say that I'm the best consumer out there. Um, so when I am shopping, I am seeing, okay, I did leave this. I was looking at this product. I was on this page. I was very invested. I left because something something wasn't there for me. But then I do see these ads, but then you're always like, oh my God, they're listening to me, they're following me, but there's always, <laughs> there's always a way for them to know what you're doing. And that's what we do, we track it. Exactly, and a lot, of, a lot of customers will browse on mobile and then come back later and actually purchase on desktop, so. I do that, it's just easy. I, I, 
I also do that. So um, in the consideration stage, if someone's looking, um, you know, you've already done that educational aspect of, uh, you know, of that journey and, but they weren't in the purchasing mindset at that point, it doesn't mean that they're not likely to purchase from the brand. It just could have been the timing or the place, kind of like you said. So yeah. being able to then leverage those views, remarketing and, or, uh, you know, stay top of mind for those customers who have purchased, but it's maybe been 90 or 180 days where we can bring the brand back to the forefront of their, you know, their purchasing journey is really valuable long-term in, in keeping and retaining customers. Right. Yeah. Cause if they're not a customer today, they might be a customer in a month. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and if they have purchased that, you know, lifetime value for that customer is going to be more valuable for someone who hasn't yet purchased. So working on, exactly. you know, building that and establishing that long-term relationships, really valuable for a lot of brands. Exactly. It builds that credibility as well. Um, but okay. So we know that when creating a sponsored ad, um, a sponsored display ad campaign, you have the option to target your ads by selecting audiences or product targeting. Can you explain that a little bit for us? Yeah. So when we would be building out campaigns, uh, we would typically like to test both of those because what you're going to want to end up testing long-term is what's going to be the most profitable, you know, in terms of the goal that you're looking to accomplish. So if we're looking for branded defense strategies, that's where we're going to have our product targeting, uh, where we're protecting our brand from, from losing and eroding sales to other competitors who are going to take over those placements. And then similarly, we can, you know, we can advertise on closely related competitors. And then when we're using audiences, there's a couple different types of, of audience types. Uh, I can actually pull one up quickly. Sure. would love to see that. So this here is the audience types per specific brand. So what we'll see is then we can go between our targeting options. We have the ability to either product target. Mm -hmm. uh, we can either go on our own branded ASINs or non-branded, mm -hmm. or we can do audience targeting, which is great for not only prospecting, but then as well as, uh, you know, driving really low funnel customers to our PDP pages. There's a couple different bid type optimizations. Typically, we're optimizing for either page visits based on if we're prospecting and or conversions if we're looking for actually ROI and attributable sales. And then here's where it gets pretty interesting. Amazon's really worked to build out this, um, you know, pretty significantly over the last couple of months. So we have, sorry, my campaign keeps wanting to quit, but we have different Amazon audiences specifically. Uh, this is great for in terms of pre-built segments, in terms of interest and behavioral shopping preferences for an Amazon customer. Uh, you can prospect based off of different lifestyle interests, life events, and in-market audiences. Uh, so great for brands who are looking to increase their upper funnel awareness and eventually drive you know, cheap traffic to their PDP pages. And then what we typically focus on is more middle funnel, which would be views remarketing. So these are customers who have reached your detail page, uh, but didn't convert the first time. But rather than just kind of forget about them, we can bring them back, you know, into the journey by, by using views remarketing and then purchase remarketing allows us to build out that retention, uh, you know, and show ads to customers who, who might've purchased, but then haven't purchased within a certain look back window. Okay. And then within the former two, you can also advertise on similar products based off of, um, you know, the products within our catalog. So for customers who are looking at similar products but didn't purchase, we can look to leverage, uh, you know, people who are still in that consideration phase 
mm-hmm. and or people who have purchased similar products, but maybe not they're not brand loyal, we can look to steal them and bring them over to our brand as well. Nice. Um, well, with all of that being said, can you tell us a little bit about your best tips, tricks, and practices for sponsored display ad campaigns? Yeah, absolutely. So typically we recommend adding in initially your entire product collection uh, to the campaign. And then after enough time has passed, enough data has accumulated, that's when you can start to refine your campaign and your structure over time, because you might see specific ASINs outperform others. And it might make more sense to focus and narrow your advertising effort afterwards. But initially, we'd recommend starting with your entire product catalog. Uh, It's great also in terms of being able to add some of the lower volume ASINs to increase that visibility there and discoverability uh, in a great way to upsell products. So if they're on a, you know, a cheaper ASIN, uh, initially you can upsell products that are going to bring them into the brand, potentially, you know, that have higher lifetime values there. Uh, We typically then also recommend setting up strong branded defense campaigns. So leveraging branded product ASIN targeting on display. Mm-hmm. So adding in our own ASINs, uh, making sure that competitors aren't able to steal those sales on our own PDP pages, and then making sure that those campaigns have enough budget throughout the entire day, as well as enough, you know, aggressive enough bids so that we're showing up. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, building out, especially for higher priced items, uh, really strong views remarketing campaigns mm-hmm. for customers who weren't initially able to convert, but because it's more expensive price item, creating those additional touch points is likely to help them kind of funnel through to that, you know, conversion stage. And then if you have consumables, definitely have purchase remarketing campaigns set up. That's going to help increase customer retention and loyalty long-term. So if you're able to to understand what your repeat purchase rate is on D2C, rolling that over uh, and, and copying that template onto Amazon, where if you know a customer repurchase your product every 30 days, make sure that you have a purchase remarketing campaign in place to also start showing ads after that time period has passed to keep your product top of mind. Got it. Well, I mean, so Jason, you're our expert. Um, Do you have any closing remarks? Uh, No, just overall, it's definitely worth worth testing, you know, these different campaign types, uh, monitoring the metrics, making informed decisions then on if it makes sense to continue to invest in those campaign types. Uh, so we monitor all of our campaign performance really regularly. We're measuring performance against our campaign goals and then our other campaign types. And, and then from there, just making sure that you have a robust strategy built out per campaign and ad placement to see if you're able to find at the end of the day, either a way to increase your brand awareness, increase conversion and or increase consideration from there. Well, guys, there you have it. Sponsored display ads. Um, you can find us also on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. We're always here. Give us a call, email us. We do these Tuesday podcasts every week, um, giving you guys tips and tricks on our knowledge, hoping everyone has left here a little bit more knowledgeable. I know I have. Um, thanks again for joining the Vendor Podcast. Awesome. Thanks, guys.